This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. It's Chris List, the host of the East Coast Offense Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, as usual, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's going on, dude? I know we got a quick one here next to you to join us. You're running a little late. You sound a little tired. Um, I'm fired up. I'm anxious. I'm uh, nervous. Uh, Warriors game is finally here. It feels like it's been like the Super Bowl, a two-week break in between, and I've read too many articles. I, I've been talking trash, and now I'm now I'm scared that the Cavs are going to win, and it's just too too much information overload, and I'm fired up, frankly, but um, so – you know, my, the 49ers are, are terrible. The, the Giants are off to just a ridiculous start, and their their season's already over before June. Uh, San Francisco, I mean, my teams. And um, obviously, I talk a lot about the Warriors. I, I sat there in person in, in Game 7 last year, watched them lose. Um, so I could not be more fired up for this series. I mean, everything the regular season and the playoffs was just basically just, you know, running through the motions. And of all the days... My um, my wife's uh, little brother is graduating high school tonight at 8 p.m., which means the fourth quarter uh, of game one. So, I mean, if it had anything to do with my own family, uh, no matter what, I would have gotten out of it. But um, I'm going to have to leave game one uh, in front of my TV during the fourth quarter and um, hope all of you will pray for me. These are the, the, the problems that I'm dealing with. First of all, how old is your wife? Like 22? I mean, how is she having a brother graduating high school? Well, she's not quite as extreme as me. She's 35, and, and her brother's 18, but that's not as extreme as me. My, my brother's 21 years older than me, so that's it's interesting that we have that same same type of uh, dynamic, although it's opposite. I, I'm the younger one, and she's the older one. But um, yeah, all, all same parents, but yeah, there's an 18, there's what, about an 18-year gap there and a 21-year gap with me and my brother. My, my brother was 21 years old when I was born, so yeah, pretty, pretty interesting things there. But yes, my, my wife's 35, and her kid brother is graduating high school tonight. Yeah, I have a half sister who's 23 years older than me, who's 69 years old, but not. But it's half. Yeah, it's half. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, so that's that's my conundrum tonight. I'm gonna. I mean, people are like, oh, watch it on your phone. But a, that that'll be just be kind of rude. And B, I'm just gonna I'm gonna attempt to not listen to anything. I'm gonna shut my phone off, put it on DVR, come home and and, and see what happens. But um. Just but yeah, I'm fired up, shit, dude. Who cares? I mean, come on, man. It's high school graduation. Any moron can graduate from high school. You know, uh-huh. it's like, what's the big deal? You know, who gives a shit? His uncle or, well, yeah, it's not his uncle. His brother-in-law is not there. Big deal. 
You're just his brother. No, he, he doesn't even like you, man. He thinks you're a loser. That's probably true, and I don't. I don't think he cares at all. And my 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 um my mother-in-law, my 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 in-laws are actually really really cool, and and they normally wouldn't care about pretty much anything, but they they seemingly really want me there. So um yeah, Dude, I know. It's, put your it's, foot down. You know, be a man. <laughs> I've thought about it, but um yeah. So so that's where I am, and we'll we'll see, man. This is a this should be a really good series, and I know we talked about an XM last week, but if LeBron pulls this off, I mean. It's uh he he moves ahead of Jordan. I'm sorry if he if he if he pulls off this with the odds and and, and the team he's going against and and it, it would be very difficult to to say that he's not at least right there neck and neck with MJ. Well, he's already neck and neck with MJ. I think I would put him ahead if especially if he wins this. But you know, I asked Dre this question. I said, "Is this like the biggest dragon to slay?" And Dre said, "Not really. He doesn't think Durant makes that big a difference. He's, he thinks Durant's obviously a great player, but." It somehow takes away a little bit from what the Warriors do best when he's on the floor, uh, which is have Steph Curry space the defense by shooting from ridiculous range and Draymond Green be sort of a point big man. And that when the offense is run through Durant, as it often is when he's healthy, uh, it's a little bit different and not quite as efficient. And then the other thing he said is that he thinks Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are borderline top 20 NBA players in their own right. And so if they win this, you got LeBron plus two top 20s. Uh, and it's not just LeBron doing this. This is, you know, actually a really good supporting cast that he has for once. Yeah, I, I, I can understand what he's saying because KD is a little bit more of an ISO player. and he, He's just a, a very poor screener, so he, he does not like to screen. We'll see if they bust out the screen and roll of him and Curry in the finals. They've kind of been hiding it all year. So I get what he's saying in, in that aspect for sure. But, but man, Harrison, I mean, with all the, the ball whipping around in that offense, Harrison Barnes was just left wide open so often. And he was like five for thirty-six the final three games of the finals last year, and now that's Durant shooting those wide-open shots, or uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's well, that would be they're good. still what minus two minus two sixty or something. I mean that's pretty significant if if James can pull that off. I I totally understand what he's saying. I don't think it'd be as big of an upset despite my shit talking because this Cavs team is one. You know they kind of slept walk through the, the the East and they're all of a sudden playing. Better defense, so I would not be shocked. As yeah, Irving kind of his own Curry too, and he's a fantastic player. And, and Love is healthier than he's been, and playing the best basketball since he's joined Cleveland. So, and even Tristan Thompson is like one of those guys who's you know the Rodman types who plays great defense, rebounds everything, and just does all the dirty work. I mean, this this team is <laughs> add Kyle Korver shooting off the bench, J.R. Smith underrated defensively. Yeah, this team is really really good. Yeah, but. You know, you said Harrison Barnes missed all his shots, but it'd be one thing if Durant just played that role, played D, and then waited in the corner for an open shot. He'd be a huge upgrade. The problem is, when he plays, he's not doing that. He's The offense is running through him, and that may not be as good of an offense. That's the annoying thing. Like, why he doesn't? He's not a role player. He's not willing to be a role player. Yeah, you want to hear something funny? The, the, the Warriors are 27-1 their last 28 games, and the, that one game they lost, I was at. Just don't um, the games this year. You figured yeah, out. no, it was against Utah at the end of the year when they benched all their rest of all their players. Second the half, but. Don't even watch the games. Well, you're going to be one for one today, so you should be in good shape. Yeah, yeah. Well, if this goes to game five or seven, I, I will uh, mortgage the house and I'll be there. I promise. But um, anyway, so um, what what else is going on? The that I'm pretty fired up for that. I, I get Dre's point, and Dre knows more about basketball than I do. But still, I mean, you're, I mean, Kevin Durant is one of the three or four best players in the NBA. I, I don't think that's a a bad thing adding him. He wasn't, and it, saying, he wasn't saying he's a negative. He was just saying that there are reasons why you can't just add his 
you know, contributions to what they had last year and then just take the sum total and make say, well, this is obviously the greatest team ever then, right? It, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work exactly like that. Yeah, that's why those, some super teams didn't work. You need the pieces to fit, for sure, absolutely. I thought, I mean, I thought it was a question, uh, you know, making those trades earlier. I mean, you need, you need the guys that are just willing to, to shoot, and, and, I, and I totally get it, and the, and the flow of an offense, and like I said, he's more of an ISO player, so I definitely see his point there, but this is still... Still a pretty big juggernaut. I mean, the biggest, second biggest point differential ever entering the finals. So, um, anyway. Also, he's guarded by LeBron. You know, like he's guarded by their best defender too. That's the other thing. Like he, if he's taking the shots, it'll be matched up against the wrong guy in this particular series. That that's true. But LeBron got got to rest on on Barnes last year, so he only had to play for the. I guess this, uh, the last three games that they they switched, uh, they made him, they forced him a little bit more to play on Green. But that's the thing. Now, if they make LeBron play both ends of the court, yeah, after leading the the league in minutes, that that might have some effect. Although there's three days, two days off in between every game, and they just had ten days off, so that's the thing. Uh, everyone should be theoretically very well rested. So that's another problem for the Warriors. LeBron can play 46 minutes a game uh, in the finals. So that's uh, another key there. But um, and and Iguodala, there's speculation that he's his knees, he's not 100. percent So I, I actually do expect this, despite all my my, my trash talking earlier. I expect this to be pretty pretty hard fought. Having said that, I, I couldn't help myself, and I and I bet on the Warriors sweep at, at seven to one odds. But um, in, anyway, um, so I booked my um my trip to uh Vegas. Uh, I, I got the the flights. Shoe um hooked me up with the with the hotel. Uh, I still have to pay for that. But um, you're coming out to Las Vegas in July. You're the first time in the states. In, in oh no, you were just there for for tout, huh? But you're you'll be there for this the soap auction and the RotoWire. Uh, company trip in, in, uh, during the All-Star break, right? Here's my itinerary the next couple weeks. So next week I go to Morocco, Africa, for five days. Then I come back. Three days later I go to New York for the FSTA. Then I'm doing that for four or five days. Then I come back to Portugal. And then a week later I fly to L.A. from Portugal through New York, <laughs> which is a crazy itinerary that we worked out because it's the only way. This is, this, this is part of the monopolistic airline problem of you know the the routes that are available for what price and for miles get to LA and then a week later uh, go to Vegas so I've been in Africa Lisbon New York back to Lisbon to LA and then to Vegas wow you're gonna be like a little bit tired then you better not what's out though come on you better you better what do you, mean you better bring your a game to Vegas I did bring my a game you just got lucky the Kaepernick your guy bitched out in the fourth quarter got pulled last year otherwise you wouldn't have even made the playoffs last year and that was despite me leaving like 15 bucks on the table because I was drunk at the auction. Yeah, hopefully you get even more drunk this time. Yeah, you got to love Kaepernick. Such my God. He, he knew he knew what he was doing. Um, that was great. Yeah, I, I love that. It's so fun. Live live auction and, you know, $11,000 on the line and, and such an interesting format where you can start to, you know, the super flex, two tight ends, uh, two other uh, flexes. It's, it's such a fun format, especially, like I said, live auction. And Brad Evans claims we have a celebrity auctioneer. I, I'm curious what he deems a celebrity, but that that, that should be uh, that should be fun, man. I, I totally look forward to it. It is a little insane, such a high stakes league, doing football in the middle of July, but but so goes. Yeah, it's way better. I, I don't like when the ADPs get so solid that everybody has the same opinion. You know, That's I like true. It when it's more wide open. Um, so, did you hear about Wellington? Uh, not Wellington Mara. He's dead. Uh, John Mara's comments on Kaepernick. Yeah, I got a ton, ton of uh, letters from fans saying that he will, they'll never go to another Giants game if they sign Kaepernick. Yeah, so pathetic. Like, that's just a pathetic thing to say. It's like, who cares, right? It's like, 
What, how, do you think Branch Rickey got letters when he decided to sign Jackie Robinson? You think there were some letters to the uh, to the Dodgers at that time? Probably a couple. Right? I mean, should he have just given in and been like, yeah, you know, people are going to be really upset if we sign him. I don't think we should do it. There's a lot of letters from fans. I mean, obviously Kaepernick's not that level of player, and this isn't that level of a social issue. I mean, it's a big social issue. It's not as big as integrating baseball, but it's still a serious social issue. It's like what, the principle of, well, the fans don't like it. That's a stupid principle. It's like, why not just do what's right? And I, I was talking about this on the XM show. If you're a billionaire who basically your family's set, you're set for life, you're, every generation, your grandchildren and their children are set for life because you're a billionaire, you own a uh, pro sports franchise, and you can't lead, you can't take a risk and do something the fans don't like because it's the right thing to do. It's like, what kind of message does that send to anybody else? Like people who make 50 grand a year who are worried about their next paycheck taking a stand to do what's right, they might lose their job. They're, there's a real risk to do what's right. And you hope that those people do it's right, but you understand. You're like, well, you know, they, they have a job. They're worried about it. Like you, you know, you're, you're a total coward on this podcast because you don't want to lose your job at Yahoo. And you're probably borderline getting fired just for incompetence as it is. So you don't want to lose your job. So you're careful what you say. I'm always the one saying this stuff on this podcast. But like a regular person losing their job, but you're super independently wealthy. So I don't know why you're such a coward, but whatever. But we're talking about a billionaire. I am not. I am not. Yes, you are one. But, uh, but you're talking about a billionaire. Like, if that dude can't take a chance and just do the right thing, I mean, that's just pathetic, right? It's like, what does he have to lose? So the fans are pissed. Big deal. You don't think the Giants well, are going to sell out? I mean, if they sign Kaepernick as a backup? Again, he's not a great quarterback. He's potentially decent. I mean, I think he's certainly one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the world. Probably one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the world. But wherever you know, whatever you think, he's definitely one of the 64 best. And he's being blackballed. I mean, it's obvious. And, and the thing is... If, if you're some billionaire and you're too scared of what the fans think to lead and do the right thing, it's pathetic. And he said he won't even be a quote-unquote distraction anymore. Like, he won't, he won't kneel, if he, you know, moving forward. But not that that even should matter. But here, here's the thing that always interests me is that it's always uh, the negativity that, that sticks with people's minds. Like, oh, I got all these, these letters. I mean, who knows how many. I mean, even if it was just a dozen, it probably stuck in his mind. Even if it was 200, whatever, 2,000 right. um, letters. Uh, you know, you know who's not sending letters? The people that like him or that don't bother him. No one's sending a letter being like, um, "I will still go to your game if games if you sign Kaepernick." You know, I mean, you only hear the, the opposite. So, like, why 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 do you put so much credence in that? No, no one's going out of their way to write a letter being like, "Don't worry, I'll still go to the game if you sign Kaepernick." There, there's just no there's just no counter to it. So it's just ridiculous that that's the thing that stick out. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean. Nobody's saying, you know what? I would respect you so much more as a franchise. Right. No, no one's doing that. But people they might would. think but it, but no one's would. writing that letter. But lots of people would respect them much more. And the NFL would be much more respected if they were like, yeah, our players can speak out about social issues. It doesn't affect their employment status as long as they're, you know, obeying the law, doing it legally, not committing violence and other, you know, problems. You know, why shouldn't they be able to speak their minds? First Amendment. We're not here to police what their political views are. It's totally fine if, if, if this is a real issue in America and he's speaking out about it. Well, he's welcome to in our league. How much more respect do people have for the scumbag NFL if they behaved like that? You know, and how much and a lot of fans would respect it. I mean, John Maher, I mean, just what a coward, what a coward to cite that. to try to justify the way the league is behaving because some fans would be happy, would be unhappy. Uh, the, the, the details behind, like, Greg Hardy's arrest when he was signed, like, are just, like, gruesome. Like, I mean, there, there are people that have just done just truly just awful, awful things 
that have been signed by NFL teams. It's just, it's crazy, man. It's just, it's just really, it's just crazy. I, yeah, and and what is even the point of Mara going public with that? I don't like, know. even if he thinks that, I mean, if, uh, even if he actually feels that way and he doesn't want to sign, I don't, I don't even get the point of going public with it. Just to justify, I mean, it's, it's, it's dumb. To him, that's just voicing what they all think. He's just sort of defending the league, like, well, yeah, you got to look at it from the, you know, the bottom line point of view. Fans aren't happy about this. Like, that's actually how he thinks about it. Like, it would never occur to him to be like, yeah, but what's the right thing to do? Like, that, that just does not occur to him. So to him, he's just sort of innocently just voicing the point of view that the league so obviously has. That, you know, you, why, what other point of view is there? We've got to please the fans. Him, it just, like, makes it seem more reasonable. Oh, no, we're not blackballing him. There's actually a reason for this. It's our fans that we care about. Do you see what I mean? Like, he actually thinks that reflects well, that he's thinking about the fans. He, he doesn't realize how cowardly that sounds and how, what a lack of leadership that is. You bring up a good point about him. Just, he has no, I mean, he's, yeah, independent. Yeah, he's, he's a billionaire. Like, he has no, nothing to, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, it's, if, you're not, if, you're, if you're not willing to be a leader when you really are financially set and nobody can touch you, you are such a coward. You know, it's very different for somebody who could lose his job and then, you know, have trouble feeding his family. That's a whole different game that that guy's playing. This is, like, pathetic. Before we, yeah. before we uh, sign off, because we just have a couple minutes left, um, you know you know it's a 14-team league, the Stopa League now, this summer. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's definitely different, man. It's even going to be thinner. How's that going to change your strategy? I mean, I know you're going to have a bad strategy anyway, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, thought of that too much. Boy, yeah, that's tough because you, you definitely want to start two quarterbacks, so that's going to push it all. I mean, there's it gets ugly in quarterback, too, like from the 25 to 32 range. Um, yeah, that's – I mean, probably – Last year I went crazy and I went Beckham and Antonio Brown, fourteen team league with that deep a roster. I mean, I guess it'd be less stars and scrubs in, in, in that type. But man, football so it, it's difficult because because there's so many you know those those middle range guys bust so often. So I don't know what what are you doing? Well, I don't want to tell you the winning strategy, but I, I do agree with that. I think in baseball, especially those AL only leagues where it's deep. You can more often, I mean, those guys bust too, but you can go with those $18 players that have playing time and you're just paying for playing time and that's that. But football, you cannot be just saying, oh, well, I'll just take Latavius Murray since he should get some goal line work. You can't just do that because it's just way too risky. You, he's not guaranteed anything. You, you, right. there's, there's like the stars, basically you need stars to guarantee playing time, except for QBs, obviously. Everybody else, I guess you could get like Pierre Garçon or someone like that who's guaranteed something, you know, who's going to be the number one guy. But it is, it is way trickier in football to say, I'll, I'll just get mid-level playing time guaranteed guys. I guess there are some of those, right? There, I mean, I guess Garcon's a good example of that. There's a few guys that are guaranteed something. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think that middle-of-the-road strategy that works in AL-only leagues in baseball sometimes would work in football. Yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, I don't think you can treat it as an only league. But that definitely changes the dynamics for sure. I mean, it was already pretty deep. I mean, now, now we're talking two extra teams. Yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be interesting for sure. I, obviously, I, I prefer the 12 team because of the, the payout here. I'd rather, I'd rather have a 1-12 in 12 chance than a 1-14, but uh, it should be fun. They're, they're good people in this league, smart people. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Before we go real quick, Liz, do you have any thoughts on this whole Tiger Woods situation? I mean, I didn't really, I'm not really up on it except that he apparently got arrested for a DUI then he like didn't have alcohol in his blood, so people are speculating that he was on some kind of drug. Is that, is that, the, is that where we're at here? Yeah, it was pain medication. He was totally passed out on the side of the road with the car running, and he couldn't even – I mean, he couldn't – he didn't come close to passing 
the, the test, but he did blow, he blew a point zero zero. So he wasn't drinking. So he just took too much right. pain medication and shouldn't yeah. be driving on it, basically? Right. I mean, you know, look, DUI is serious because people can get killed during DUI, but, like, a lot of people do it. I, I don't, whatever. He, I, I was never a Tiger Woods fan. I'm with George Carlin when he said, fuck Lance Armstrong and fuck Tiger Woods, too. <laughs> at their peak, he said that, at their peak. Okay, I mean, this is not like, this is like when everyone's like, oh, Tiger's the greatest person ever. Be like Michael Jordan. Everybody's, you know, Lance Armstrong, beat cancer. What an amazing player, you know, athlete he is. You know, all those guys that the media likes to hype up and put on a pedestal. Like, I never. By the way, when Lance Armstrong got famous, he left his wife who, who sat through the whole cancer thing for Sheryl Crow. Right. No, no. I mean, all these guys. You know, I mean, I think Jordan was like a serial philanderer, had a huge gambling problem. You know, I mean, there's all, they all had all this shit. Like, they, they sugarcoat all these guys because, you know, that's America loves winners. So if you're a winner, you must be a great person. Not the case. So I never liked any of those dudes. But I will say that, like, you know, now the Tiger is sort of a laughing stock and a, a fallen star who sucks, you know, never does anything in golf anymore. I don't, I don't wish that upon him. I feel kind of bad for him. I don't think, you know, he's a dude who took some pain medication, shouldn't have been driving. You know, I don't, to me, that's like, I'm not going to like totally throw him under the bus for that. Does, does it, it matter to you at all if no alcohol was involved or is it just a DUI is a DUI? I think a DUI is a DUI. I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the circumstances, right? Like, did he accidentally take too much? Was his doctor told him that's an acceptable amount? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's just whatever it is, you know, he didn't hurt anybody. Obviously it's dangerous that he was driving, but I'm not like, I already hated the dude and I'm not going to pile on him worse because, you know, he's down and it's easy to kick him while he's down. I, I don't really, doesn't really move the needle for me. Gotcha. All right, man. I know you need to go to XM right now. Good talk. Um, and, uh, go Dubs. All right. Take it easy, man. I hope, I hope the Warriors get swept. All right. Later, Liz. Later.